What's up and what's happening? Welcome back to the Card Cast. This is a partnership between Dan Serbia from Serbia Sports Cards and Jason Bastine, otherwise known as the Card Table. We're here to talk about everything about cards, literally everything. We're super glad you uh, joined us for this and just look forward to hanging out with you guys every single week. So buckle up, let's get rolling. All right, partner. Keep on rolling, baby. You know what time it is. Did I buy what? Anything besides the uh, Julio Rodriguez this week? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> 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 I had a fun week, I think. I'd have to look back at like what I all picked up. Um I I was getting into getting into vintage baseball. Frankly. That's been I don't know why that's not working. But uh I sold a a Jordan last weekend. It was just kind of like, all right, well. We're gonna use some of that to uh, have a little fun. <laughs> yeah. Not not a Jordan, uh, not an '86 Fleer, but a 1985 Nike Promo. I'd picked oh, up yeah? back like five six months ago. What? Uh, so, yeah. Was that uh, PSA graded or just raw? It was an SGC. Let's see, my speakers change over here. It was SGC. Um, seven. But like corners, sur- the only thing I could see on it was the surface. And so I was like debating whether to get a regraded because I thought it could eight. It was at least going to seven. I mean, it was really, really nice copy. So, but then I saw <laughs> where things were and I was like, well, you know what? I was sitting there one day and I'm like, I love this card. Honestly, it was going to be like a coffin card. I never wanted to get rid of it because I don't know if I'll ever be able to afford a an 86 Fleer Jordan anymore. And I was like, well, I'm going to sell it. I'm going to do it today. And my wife, my wife was talking me out of it. It was funny. She's like, are you, are you, are you serious? you but you, you didn't ever want to get rid of that. And I'm like, yeah, but you know, sometimes you just gotta, you gotta do it. So I picked up a nice copy of, so this is what I picked up this week. I went into some, some, uh, some fun stuff. I picked up, some 1974 Yamakatsu Bruce Lee's. <laughs> um, yeah, a lot of like nine of those. Some really like nice, nice prints, Japanese cards. I picked up a couple of 1977 Princess Leia's. Um, I think they looked, they, they were like nice copies. This is from Star like Wars Series One. The legit Princess Leia. Yeah. Be, yeah, right. Okay. Not like, you know, an action scene or anything like that. Just like the character card. Yeah. Yeah. So like Luke was number one and that's, I I grabbed a, like a low grade version of Luke too. (laughs) So I, it was one of those things where I'm like, okay, I can pick this up for like 20, 25 bucks, I think for the Luke. And I I just wanted one (laughs) versus the other stuff out there. The 77 star Wars, you know? Uh, a 69 Nolan Ryan. I needed to get a 69 Nolan Ryan. I got a nice copy of that. 
my son had sold enough Pokemon to where he wanted a shiny Charizard V from Champion's Path. I tried to talk him out of it. I think there's better Charizards out there, but, <laughs> but, that, that but we made a deal. One? What's that? The newest, that's the newest Charizard? Well, the newest one that's come out, Charizard? Or that's not even? Yes. There's a new shiny Charizard V Max in Shining Fates that just came out this week that people are. Right know filling trunkfuls of and i yeah. picked up a 54 willie mays too a 54 tops willie mays i was uh i was looking at a 55 myself it was like a oh. like four psa you like 55 four. bowman or tops oh i love the 55 bowman for sure but i was just yeah. looking you know i just went on and uh what i'll do sometimes is go on ebay and just type in psa uh hit auctions and then ending soonest and then just see what happens you know what i mean uh, i love that and I saw the, the 55 tops willie mays again i think it was psa4 i want to yeah. say it was like 150 100 wow. between 100 and 150 um and so i looked at the mantle in the same grade and it was like 600 so i'm like yeah, oh this yeah. is great i'm you know I, I i didn't know the ratio from mickey mantle to willie mays so I, I went and four X, right? <laughs> no, not at all. But I looked at uh, past sales and it was already above what the past sales were. Okay. So I wasn't, I mean, I'm definitely going to be going back at some point. You know, if I have a big sale in the future, I'm going to pick up some, some Willie Mae stuff for sure. But just, yeah. you know, what I've seen for uh, past sales, you know, it was like say hundred dollars they were going for and it was at like one twenty. So, I mean, it wasn't a huge discrepancy, but I do think that Willie Mays in general, seeing yeah. the discrepancy between 600 for, for the Mickey Mantle to 150 for Willie Mays, it just doesn't make sense. The other one, I missed out on it, and I'm kicking myself, but like I said, I sold that that Jordan, so I was like, I had a little, little confidence this week, and I was like, oh, I wanted to bank some of it away and just whatever. I was more about like just reinvesting the amount that I had put in and I, I missed out on a 51 Bowman Ted Williams. SG, it was like an SGC six and I made an offer and I should have just, I should have just bought it. It was like six, 600 bucks. I'm like, Oh my God. Like compared to the mantle and the maze of that set again, you're talking Ted Williams. I mean, I, I think he's, greatly under undervalued Williams of all people right now. And I don't know why, but, but I love like Ted Williams's story too. You know, the, the war hero and Musual uh, is another one of those guys I've been looking at. Musual seems grossly undervalued for his uh, at least like all time more. I don't know. I was going down that all time war list and like, all right, who's up here? Where's Ernie Banks? Like my dad's a huge, was a huge Ernie Banks fan. And so like, I'm trying to put together, all the you know a graded version of every earning banks card because why not i don't know and he's got he had a bunch of them that i'm gonna get graded to um but just all a matter of time trying to figure out what trying trying to figure out where to fit in in the uh the massive gold rush those marvel cards (laughs) just blowing my mind man i can't believe that like that thanos closed out at uh 1500 he, he was the big one of the night, but the, like they staged him out over the night. I don't know. That just blows my mind. <laughs> so yeah, I, I, bet, like, I bet it was that same guy. 
from, from last week. Um, question for you. How do you figure out like what you're going to grade? Ooh, well, it, it really depends. I mean, <laughs> so my, my buying has gone in stages over the last two years or so year and a half. Um, before the boom, it was buying, you know, flagship and Chrome rookies. So those were bought with intent to grade or, you know, flip what wasn't gradable, but now it's, you know, I've evolved to just buying those cheap stuff off sport lots to send to star stock where I wasn't really worried about grading that because like I said, you know, before about, you know, an A is getting more to nine. So it's not really worth it to, to grade that stuff. Plus it's, it's low dollar stuff for the most part. And now it's, you know, mostly focusing on, you know, 80, 70 stuff where I'm not really trying to grade that stuff at all. Yeah. Um, so, you know, it, I really haven't been, it's mostly going through the, the backlog that I've had in this box. Cause you know, for a while I would just take, you know, someone coming to mail and I still get stuff in from time to time that, yeah. you know, I want to look over, but I do have, you know, a hundred, 200 cards that I need to, to go through and inspect, but it's just so time consuming and, yeah, I yeah, that's down and you just hit the nail on the head. So like you got like like a grading backlog, right? And so like, what's your process then for inspecting that and figuring out the? I, I mean, figuring out a twenty card like bulk submission or something like that. Let's start there. Like, all <laughs> this to three three count box. It's got three rows, all card saver ones. <laughs> So there's three rows. Uh, the first row is basically just stuff that I want to grade mm-hmm. that you know, I got in that I have intentions of grading. So usually I'll go through that and just eyeball it quick, you know, take a look at the corners, see if there's any chipping or anything. And then if you know, I see anything, then it, I don't even bother going forward from there, but I'll put that in the middle row if it does pass that inspection. And then that middle row will go under a magnifying glass and, Okay. Really take a deep dive into that. Um, and then the third row, once once it passes that inspection, I'll just throw it in a uh, card saver one and just it's there. And now I know that that it has intention, intentions of grading because I wouldn't normally keep cards in that. You know I mean, I'm just going to put them yep. in the top. <laughs> yeah, the, so, the cardboard gold, literal pieces yeah, of gold right. now. <laughs> it's crazy because I bought those like right before the boom. And, you know, maybe may june there's a i don't know if you ever use group break checklist.com yeah, oh yeah. for for group breaks but i'm friends with the guy on facebook and he was uh, looking for a box and they were you know that's when they really went really went uh disappeared <laughs> yeah <laughs> um so he was he was saying he was looking for a box and they were like 60 dollars a box and i just bought two of them for I don't know, $25. That's okay. A couple couple months earlier, crazy how much those dried up. And now at this point, as far as I know, PSA still, you still don't need them. I was wondering that the other day. I'm like, are they still accepting top loaders? I I don't want to, I don't know. I mail most of my stuff around in top loaders, but I, if I'm sending it to PSA, like 
I, I want them to handle it the way they're used to handling things. And I don't know. I've, I've never seen any of like the grading companies processes of like how they get them out of the holder. I've heard they cut the holder. They kind of like slice around it. Right. I don't know. I haven't seen it, but like, I'm going to send it to what they're used to. Um, <laughs> that see, just seems like the better idea in that situation. Yeah. I don't, I don't even understand like why they need to be in those as opposed to something else. I guess, you know, for ease of getting it out. Yeah. But that's... like BGS, you don't need to send it in there. Like it, it's not okay. a big deal. But okay. I, SGC, I really have no idea how they, I think they're the same way as PSA that you have to send it in the card savers. And now yeah. I think, I know, um, is it the, um, what's CGC? CGS? Uh, CSG. 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 Yeah. yeah. Uh, they have, they're coming out with their own uh, card savers, which. Okay. PSA just did that too. Did they? Big surprise. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Crazy expensive though. Huh. Yeah, I don't. I don't know if that's necessary. Ultra Pro. If you're gonna return them to me, after <laughs> that's that they sounds like, them up like it just seems like such a racket. Like they're in, they're in with uh, they're in with Ultra Pro. Okay. Big, uh, you know they're not, but like for what reason do you have to buy brand new card savers only for them to cut it out? You know what I mean? Like it's just, yeah. It seems like it's a waste. I think the last ones I bought were, I think I had like 30 cents a piece now on Amazon. So that's not too terrible. I guess I'll take it. I think I was paying like 60, 75 cents a piece. Like you said, really? in, the, in the deserts of uh, August and September last year. So things have gotten better, I think, stock stock and supply wise. But uh, I don't think it's slowing <laughs> like the grading fervor no, is yeah. not slowing down. Hearing some of the numbers come out of uh, PSA recently, or I guess some people look at like their sub rates and are are they increasing prices? Like, is that rumor true? I've heard it from multiple group subbers. Right. I'll, I'll admit it. I put like, I put like five submissions <laughs> in last week. I'm like, I'm sending everything. That's it. I'm going on offense. I'm not waiting around for that. Right. I don't think, uh, I don't see what their reason would be to like leak a, you know, price increase, especially because yeah. they're back. You know what I mean? Um, I wouldn't doubt it at all. Cause I mean, they could double their prices and it, would it really yeah. stop? That's that what much? I heard they were going to do on some of the, uh, you know, cheaper submission routes right now just to try to put some brakes on it which makes sense i mean people like i i have to imagine people are just submitting anything and everything and we got tops baseball coming out prism basketball on the back end of prism football i bet you they got hit by prism football and they were just like oh yeah really really (laughs) isaiah all the yeah exactly (laughs) but like you know all the new collectors just go in thinking they pulled it right out of the pack. It's going to be gem mint. I mean, so they're just sending everything. That's definitely, I, I mean, so. I, I can only imagine. Yeah. Optic football. And I, by the way, optic football looks gorgeous in hand. Oh, I, I, got, I ran into like three lucky solo packs at target the other day. I was like, hallelujah. This is <laughs> the only chance I'm going to get to rip that. I'm not paying 42 or 45 bucks a hobby pack at the local card Come store. On. It's like, 
there's no way I'm getting $40 out of that pack. <laughs> Just not happening. So I had a couple of cello packs and I didn't get anything magical, but it's just nice to handle the cards, see them in hand. They're really, really, really nice cards. I like, I like the optic a lot. I always thought that it would take over one day just because it was so much more a Topps Chrome replacement. It's more clean. Than Prism or Select. Yeah. Um, but then Select started gaining speed, uh, steam because, you know, there's no retail and there's less of it. But now they're now bringing they're it out retail. retail, so... Yeah, yeah that was another happen. leak that was pretty strange. I, I, in, right, right. Off the back end of sports card investors, $500,000 investment into Select. <laughs> I, I, I like Select. Like, I understand why people enjoy the look of it more, but it's really dark. Like, it does not take, it does not take pictures well. I love the die cuts, the colors, the tie-dye. Like, but even, even Spectra is pretty outstanding. I mean from a color perspective if you're if that's your thing um i don't know people are really if you like select i just i've heard more people say select is their thing than anything else and that's that's not i don't know what what do you think about that it seems to be the thing like people are gung-ho for select or like you know most people just do prism because that's that's one that sells for the most, but you don't really hear people saying, Oh, I like the look of prism more so than, you know, select or optic. And I don't understand yeah, how you could yeah. possibly say that prism looks better than optic in any way, especially with the rated rook. Yeah. 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 Prism looks funky sometimes this year's prism. I don't know. I hope they do something a little bit different for other upcoming sets, but we'll see. What'd you buy this last week? What are oh. you up to? Who? Uh, Griffey's. <laughs> uh, it's a good thing. <laughs> still, still going with the the Griffey inserts. Um, I bought a bunch of boxes off of. Ooh. Off a guy. He's a toy dealer and had a shipment come in. I don't know if you, you remember these, the sticker. They were like, they were like the clearance stuff at Kmart's. The vendor of of Kmart is vintage. They must he must have came into a collection, but I mean he had like fifty, sixty different kinds of boxes, football, hockey, basketball. Well he wasn't selling the basketball, but he (laughs) got all kinds of basketball. Uh, and then the baseball. But he had a ninety seven U D three, an upper deck. It's got a bunch of different designs and really good product. Yeah. Yeah. And I was looking for that and I was, that got the ball rolling on, on everything else. But yeah, I ended up with like seven. I got three of these Zenith eight by 10 boxes. Look how big these things are. What is that? <laughs> so they're, they're eight by 10 cards. Yeah. You get a, uh, it's 12 packs. You got two eight by tens and then a pack of, I think five normal size cards. Oh, that's but cool. Yeah, I opened a pack to, you know, just get a feel for what they look like and everything. Um, I pulled a Griffey 8x10, like a, I think it's called the Dufex version. It's pretty sweet. Yeah. Oh, here it is. Oh, that's really cool. That Oh, yeah. 
So it's got like a blast. It's got like a kaboom coming off his bat. That is amazing. Full extension. Oh, yeah. What year year was that? Aerial picture, uh, 97. 97, okay. But after getting the box in and looking at it, I don't think there's many inserts for the normal carts. I think there's only one insert. I might be looking at it wrong, but that's what it seems like. Like all the inserts are for eight by 10 and I really don't, I don't care about the eight by 10 so much just because what am I going to do with them? They're more, they're more of a nuisance than anything. Like I just, the big stuff bothers me. It's just too big. Like five by sevens and stuff. (laughs) Send them in to get graded. PSA is just like, what am I going to do with this? (laughs) You see that, uh, the Sam Darnold booklet that got graded by Yes. Man. It's like an, it was like a, but it was only GS though, right? Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> like it was, was that a comic book? It was like a comic book holder or like an album size <laughs> holder for a booklet. I, I like, if they mailed that back to you, like, what do you even do? It was shifting. <laughs> it had to shift around in there. You would think. Yeah. God. I don't understand how they don't have anything smaller for that. Like, <laughs> like some new thing, like booklets have been around for over 10 years now. You know what I mean? I don't get yeah, it. not a lot of people grade them, but you know, grading holders in general, I just that I, I guess I deal with like plastics and stuff in my my day job, and like it takes a little bit to you know get a mold up and printed, but it's right. not impossible to like evolve that thing every year or two and get better at it or develop a new size, like. And especially like a company like PSA or any of those guys, like they're going to put a bulk order in for what hundreds of thousands, maybe a million, whatever, like they're good for it. Right. I I just find that pretty odd that there's not a a really nice holder that, that goes with a booklet and some, I've seen some other ones that are pretty like sketchy where I'm like, damn, come on y'all. Like, now I think about it though. Um, like I've had, I, I graded some Derek Carr booklets through BGS when I used to grade through BGS and they were smaller, but now I think about it, those flawless bullet booklets are probably like twice as thick. Mm-hmm. And that probably has a lot to do with why the case is so big because it, they don't have a thickness for that. So they have to bump oh. it up. To the neck, you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Probably has something to do with it. <laughs> Still, like, come the best on, thing. somebody like sends it super express they got to turn it around in 60 days <laughs> versus two or whatever their quoted time is it's best we got on hand <laughs> that's that's crazy how about tatis let's talk some baseball you know tatis massive contract he's trying to look up the uh richest contracts ever and um unlock the power of cbs sports yeah that thanks cbs sports you is A Rod still number two? What is? Uh, uh, this is twenty twenty. Shoot, there was a good. So Trout's number one, Betts, right. Tatis is number three. But I think that's just based on contract value. What was what was Betts' contract? Three sixty five. For twelve. Yeah, for twelve. What is that? Here we go. Four days ago, MLB.com. Trustworthy. Not known to build up their stars, but trustworthy news source. (laughs) 
So Betts was 12 for 365. Trout was 10 for 360. 14 for 340 for Tatis. So Betts is more than Trout? Yeah. But, wow. Giancarlo Stanton, 13 years, 325 million for the Marlins. Nice. That's a whoops. Miguel Cabrera, the Twins killer, 248 for eight years. Nolan Arenado, seven years for 234. This doesn't – it doesn't even have A-Rod on here. It's probably just active. Must be. Must be. Huh. Nonetheless, 14 years. So, regardless of the money, what do you think about the, like, big contracts – we had uh, Joe Mauer in Minnesota. A-Rod was a very famous, massive contract. Um, who else has signed those? I mean, there's been numerous big contracts over time. Do these just pan out well? Well, here's the thing, though. The contracts that we know aren't the same as this. Because, like, we see, like, Pujol signing that 10-year contract at, what, probably age – 30, 31 he was at the yeah, time. Yeah. And A-Rod was the same. He was already, you know, early 30s, late 20s at the time, where someone like Acuna or even Betts, he's pretty young still. He's, what, 27, 28, 27, I would imagine. Yep, yep. Um, so, I mean, while – okay, so Tatis hasn't even played a full year. If you combine <laughs> two years. Touche. But, I mean, you see enough that you know that he's a star, so you want to lock that up. And if you let him play two, three more years like that, you're not going to get him for that kind of price. Because, I mean, what is he on the list right now when you factor in per year? Is he top so, five? Yeah, so here, here we go. The, Trout's is bigger. It's four, Trout was 426.5. That's $426,000 million. <laughs> For 12 years. That was in 2019. Yeah, Yeah, he was bigger. Um, 20. So Tatis is at like 24.24 million. I can't even like do these numbers. 24,285,714 dollars a year on average, which is lower than Bryce Harper, uh, than Stanton. So you, you make a good point there. Like they locked him in at like twenty four two, which is a lot lower. Trout's at thirty five a year. Mookie's at thirty per year. Yeah, I mean, let like say he did it two more years. Dang. But they they signed him whatever his contract was. I'm sure he had a year or two left on it at least. If they would have let that expire and then waited for him to hit free agency, he's getting thirty five forty million dollars a year minimum. Yeah, you know I mean. But yeah. at the same time, yeah. it's so early. Like, he, but also he's he's done enough that you can feel confident that. Plus, I mean, that dude's selling. He's selling jerseys like no other. Like that's, people are all about. You know, he's like the face of baseball already. So he's that's a steal of a contract. But it's it's yeah. I don't know. I definitely lean on the side that they did the right thing, whereas. I mean, it's better than, you know, a Stanton contract at, at that late in his career. Or Anthony Rendon. 
Anthony Rendon is thirty-five million. That's the one that's killing me here. Machado, yeah. Machado is thirty million. So they got Machado locked up to twenty twenty-eight. They've got Tatis. I, I it hit me the other. They have you Darvish too now. Good they're lord, pitching. their pitching is ridiculous right now. Like their entire yeah. team is loaded. I mean, it, they're still going to be like shadowed somehow by the Dodgers, but their team is just loaded. It's crazy. That, that division, I feel bad for, you know, the Rockies, and Diamondback. <laughs> they're, they're just, <laughs> so the Rockies are like, please, somebody take Aaron out. Yeah. Oh, we're just going to take the L. <laughs> we're going to try to make some money, you know, sell cheap hot dogs or something. Five years. <laughs> yeah, the Padres, man. Hey, like, I got to give it to them. The Padres have been so bad for so long. Like, I think that's pretty cool that they're throwing some money in and just – Kudos to that organization for for ponying up. I, I love Mike Clevenger. I mean, that right. that whole like you said that rotation is going to be amazing. But he's not. He's still out one more year, right? He's not going to be back this year at did, all. He, did he pop his UCL and go through Tommy John and everything? Yeah, I think okay. that was like at the end of the season that happened too. Yeah, he tried to come back there at the end. Yeah, he had TJ surgery. All right. I mean, regardless, they got you. They got uh, they got another pitcher. I Lamet. think it was John Heyman. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, John Heyman uh, had a tweet about what they've done since uh, Machado. It's just absurd. You know, they signed Tatis. They brought in all kinds of of free agents. Made the trades. I mean, they got like three pitchers that were better than their best pitcher. Oh, well, Blake I mean, Snell. Yeah, Blake Snell, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> Yeah, they got Paddock, Snell, Denelson, Lamette, Clevenger sitting around. Joe Musgrove is no slouch. No. Wow. That'll be fun. Baseball this year is going to be amazing. Like, yeah, I'm, I am, I'm ready. I'm so ready. How far it's away not, are I we? Mean, once pitchers and, and catchers, is that what it is? Yeah, they're in now. But I think it's like April, April first, opening day. I should know this. Yeah, seriously. April one. Yep. That's right around the corner. Oh, that's gonna be so good. Um. Speaking of pitching and everything, though, like that's we're talking about Tatis, Acuna, and everybody, but pitching, pitching is a, I'm a pitching ninja guy. Like pitching is on a whole new level these days. They the like uh, I think it's got more science behind it than than hitting does for the first time ever, and you know spin rate and velocity like the, the way they're training pitchers is i i love it it's one of my favorite things to watch on twitter and see the like social media game around pitchers now and like everybody throws hard everybody's got spin rates like they're working on that stuff when they're like 10 years old so it's interesting to still see you know, hitters taking the lead, but I, I, I was a pitcher and a catcher when I 
when I played baseball. So I got to kind of see both sides of it. And like, I don't know, for those reasons, like I, I grew up idolizing guys like Nolan Ryan and Greg Maddox, two like opposite polar, you know, polar ends of the spectrum when it comes to pitching. Pedro Martinez, uh, these are the guys that I I love to collect. And as I like dig through the old collection, I'm like, oh yeah, yep, yep. Definitely have a lot of like Nolan Ryan's absolutely everywhere, which is great. But like the value of the cards does not compare historically speaking to the the hitters. We were talking about uh, Mays and Mantle, but what about Koufax and Ryan and these Whitey Ford, all these other guys out there? I mean, these are the class, some of the classics, but even today, I don't think, um, you know, Sixto Sanchez is coming out at the same value as uh, Ryan Mountcastle. So what 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 is it about pitcher pricing that just doesn't seem to calculate or people don't follow it as much? It, it it makes sense to an extent. Like, I understand how you might be hesitant to buy pitchers in the first, say, five years of their career or something. Maybe even a little longer. Eight. How long was Koufax, Koufax a pitcher? Eight years? Whatever that was. Yeah. Um, at least that extent. I can, I can understand being hesitant. The guy, you know, could blow his arm out. Like look at Tim Lincecum or uh, Matt Harvey. These guys were, you know, dominant pitchers and then just completely fell off the face of the earth. Um, Matt Harvey, yeah. But w- once they pass that point, like a Justin Verlander or uh, who's his counterpart? Scherzer. Oh, Granky. Granky, yes. Um, like I don't understand how those guys don't eventually get a following and and gain value now I, like okay uh, verlander and cranky have bounced around a little bit so they haven't like established a fan base so much but there's there's pictures out there it just doesn't i don't know like a randy johnson how many years was he with the diamondbacks and he still has minimal vol- uh, value despite being in the hall of fame or pedro martinez with the red Sox, like yep. he has one rookie card pedro martinez has one rookie card in the 91 upper deck final yep. edition and you yep. can buy a 9 for under $20 right now like what that's dude, wild yeah like he's got one rookie and you can buy it for like it doesn't make sense to me like I understand that they're playing every fifth day but still they're once their career is over or at this point like a Verlander where he's established like you don't looking back on it you don't remember that he only pitched every fifth game you know what I mean like it I don't know you would think at some point they would gain collectability. I understand why at first you might not, but over time, I mean, what? Nolan Ryan is the biggest, highest valued pitcher or Koufax maybe. It surprised me. Yeah. So I did some digging. <laughs> I came, I came with some numbers on this and it, it was really surprising to me. So Koufax appears to be, the highest valued pitcher. And it's so hard to compare to the different eras, right? Koufax right. is, you know, a rookie in the fifties. You got Ryan in the sixties, Raleigh fingers in the seventies. I, I don't know who honestly in the <laughs> oil can Boyd, maybe um, <laughs> there, there was a little bit of gap there. Uh, but like to compare modern and I guess the, the greats, right? So what I did is I looked up the, the best, 
starting pitchers of the last decade. And then I looked up the best starting pitchers of all time. And, you know, the other thing I looked up was like the number of pitchers that won MVPs because these were the best players in the league that year. So you're talking about Bob Gibson. You're talking about, and, and I did, I should have done more homework on Bob, but Dave Stewart, was he MVP? I believe so. Uh, Clemens was in 86. Eckersley in 92. Verlanders won a MVP. Kershaw. Um, let's see what else we got here. It, it was a pretty extensive list. Willie Hernandez, some dudes that wouldn't think of Vita blue. Ooh. Oh, really? Denny McLean, Bob Gibson in 68, Koufax in 63, Don Newcomb. I mean, these aren't household names is what hit me. Right. Well, let's look at like some of the numbers on this. So Kershaw, if we're just strictly looking at tens, Kershaw was the highest valued modern pitcher. Deservedly. So, his 10 is sitting at 1200 bucks right now and has 897 PSA 10s. Interestingly enough, his PSA 9 has 920 copies and sells for about 246 bucks. Every pitcher on this list is up double digits percentage-wise. Some of them even more than that. I'm going to jump to Randy Johnson. His 10 from 1989, I, this really surprised me, is up 344% in the last three months. It's up to $327. I looked at that card three months ago, and that was a $100 card. So right. he's up, and his, but his nine is sitting at like 35 because there's 14,000 of them. <laughs> so like... There's 4,000 PSA 10s of the Randy Johnson 1989 upper deck. Um, comparing to some of the, like the, the older guys, Nolan Ryan, 1968 PSA 9, there's 65 copies of that. There's one PSA 10, $60,000 for a PSA 9 Nolan Ryan. I thought that was pretty cool. Um, but you compare that, like a, a, nine, a 9 where there's 65 copies Compare that to the best hitters of all time, similar pop report, reports, and that's, that's pretty darn low value-wise. Right. Um, a five, so we're getting into like the affordable range, I think, here. A five has 1,900 copies and sells for about 1,500 bucks. These are up like 80, 90% in the last three months. A Koufax five, PSA five, goes. there's 1,500 of those, and there's, that goes for – $3,000. That's up 150%. Koufax is way up right now. That's what I saw. Um, so those are some of like the older guys. Verlanders goes for 429 bucks. Eight pop 863. Um, every one of these guys is up. I was surprised at some of the other modern pitchers, I guess though, like after Kershaw and Verlander, I don't know who you'd put three, four, five on. I mean, this is an arguable list, but like Baumgartner, uh, Chris Sale, Sally, Sally, Sale, um, <laughs> Max Scherzer. Uh, these guys are modestly affordable at this point. And, and the pop reports aren't very high on these guys either uh, is the other thing I would say. So I don't know. These are all the top stuff too just quoting the tops flagship of each of these guys. But I think that's um, 
besides the Randy Johnson, really fascinating. I, I, I just don't think there is the same value in the pitcher as the, as the hitter. And I can't say that their impact on the game is, is any less in my mind. I don't know. Like you said, they go out there every five days, but who wins World Series? Right. Game one starter, the game four or five starter, the the guy that comes in and the you know eight, seventh, eighth, ninth inning on two three days rest. Those are the guys that win the World Series. And there's home runs that are hit. There's don't get me wrong. There's a lot of offense, but those guys that take the mound are the ones that really control the game. And I think we've seen that more in the last decade. And that's why it surprised me. Some of the pricing levels of these things of their, their rookie cards, their PSA tens and whatnot, because I think that's, I expected there to be more. Now, do you think someone like uh, Scherzer and like that three and below, do you think their values are low because despite being good, they're never going to be like all-time greats. Like the way the game has changed, they're never going to be on any of those strikeout lists or wins lists or, you know, yeah. like that. Scherzer, Scherzer, Scherzer should get 3,000 Ks. Sale, sale might get there. That's I suppose. I mean, Bob Gardner has been a very like dominant postseason Granky, like you say, he's been all over the place, and I think that's hurt hurt him. KC, Milwaukee, Los Angeles, Los Angeles, Dodgers, Arizona, Houston. But that guy is as dominant. I mean, if there's a Greg Maddox of modern-day pitching, Granky's there. For sure. But when he was on KC and they first started talking about trading him, I thought he had like some kind of like, like he didn't like, you know, big crowds or something. Like he was very antisocial or something. And he had yeah, it he in his talk that he wouldn't, yeah, he wouldn't go to like a big market team. Like that was, that was part of the deal that when he got traded, he had to go to small market. And that's why he went to the Brewers then. But now he's on the Dodgers and it's like the biggest market. I mean, besides the Yankees. Like they're going to get in all the attention. Like what changed there? How did that happen? I think he's a very odd guy. <laughs> if you've seen his interviews, he's, he, he is, um, he is not the most talkative guy. He's out there with like Marshawn Lynch on his like interview style. <laughs> I'm here because they, they paid me to do that. Um, the other guy I think modern-wise that will be interesting to watch because uh, he keeps getting better is Jacob deGrom. That guy's a dominant, dominant righty, and he, and he keeps getting better. As long as his arm holds up, he – yeah. I, I wish he didn't play for the Mets, but <laughs> I might be able to cheer from her a little bit more, but we'll see. Good for his cards being in a big market, but I mean, yeah, yeah, his like uh, his Bowman Chrome 2014 Bowman Chrome yep. 2014 tops, I think are are snappy little purchases right now. 
I, I would have said Randy Johnson at a hundred was good. Um, <laughs> it, it, that's a little bit uh, ex post facto now, but I, I think it soundly is a good one. Um, Maddox too. I've watched Maddox rise significantly over the last couple months, just kind of observing that. But th- there's there's got to be some other guys in here that Degrom maybe. Um, Kind of take a. I, I thought I wrote down Granky's numbers. Turns out I didn't. Yeah. That whole eighty-six to ninety-two rookie class of pitchers is just. You can buy all of them pretty much. PSA yeah. nine for twenty dollars or less. Doesn't matter what it is. I uh, I dug up some Kurt Schilling nineteen <laughs> nineteen eighty-nine Donruss today, and I was like, ah, it's. There's like four of them stacked in a row, but there, there's another guy. Like he has one uh, rookie card uh, with the Baltimore Orioles. That, that kind of yeah. threw me off a little bit, but yeah, I think there's another guy that, as far as um, dominant pitching, him, Pedro, Randy Johnson, that era. I mean, whew, they were lights out for many years there. You know who I like modern wise? That's you know, obviously cheap, but like really cheap and. It's uh, Dustin May, but because of like what you said, you like to watch the Twitter pitches and everything. That dude's yeah. stuff is filthy, and he's always on those those pitching things. So he's gonna have a lot of eyes on him, and that His could two seamer be- is ridiculous. It's not even fair. It's not. It's not even fair. I the only guy I've seen throw a two seamer like that was actually a Dodger as well, and it was Kevin Brown. Kevin Brown threw it, but Brown had more of this like hard sinking action to it. But Dustin May's two seamer runs the entire width of the plate, and then sometimes when he's on, it's on, and like th- nobody can hit that. That's ridiculous. Like if you're a lefty, good luck. Like he's a he's that kind of guy. It looks like a screwball, but it's 99 miles an hour. It defies physics. I don't know how he does it. That's yes, I agree. I think Dustin May. I think he's going to win multiple Cy Youngs. I, I'm huge on Dustin May. I love the red hair. <laughs> like, yeah. I think he's – I don't know. I haven't heard him talk or see if he has a personality or anything like that, but there's a guy I think that is super young. He's lights out. Sixto Sanchez is another guy, uh, rookie to watch this year. Models himself after Pedro. If you see him like side by side, like he, he throws like Pedro – Speed-wise, change-up, curveball, all that jazz. So, I think he's got a lot of lot of potential too. What are you opening packs, you Ernie? <laughs> Keep that for you. They um, they got autographs in those. I, I, you see that, Nolan Ryan? Yeah. And they're in that pack too. So, because I got a couple of them that I'm planning on opening. I got five from Walmart that with the Royal blue I'm all about, you know, anytime you can find those exclusive parallel blasters of tops, okay. it doesn't matter. Just always buy them. Like Walgreens has the yellow. Um, I think they have hangers. Get a couple. Yeah. Of yeah. Hangers at Wal- Walgreens. Right. Yeah, that's it. But they got uh Royal blue then for, for Walmart. And then does target have an exclusive or something too? No, they used to. Okay. Uh, and now it's, um, what is it? Mayors, Myers, and yeah. oh yeah, the grocery store out east. Yeah, 
purples. Yeah, I, I, or, uh, purple or something. Yeah, they like have that. purple. Yeah, and but those are weird. Like, like they're just a. It's just a card in the back, all loose. Like you get a pack, oh, really? a loose parallel, but like. It's it's like, so it's like a hand. Is it like two packs and uh, like just a hanger one. type thing? Just one pack. Huh. I don't okay. understand why they do it that way. Just stupid. And then, uh, actually, Target might have one now because I think I've seen um, they had update 2019 or 2020. Yeah, 2020 update mm-hmm. with they're right on the front, the parallel, and you only get one to pack. So you know you anybody can just go in there and pick out the good ones and I don't know. Just huh. the way they have it set up is stupid. But yeah, I finally had the, the pitching. Imagine being a hitter going into Dodgers three game series and got Kershaw, Walker Bueller, and Dustin May. Like I'm gonna sit these three games out, thanks. <laughs> Pull the hammy. And then, if, and then when you get in the relief, you got guys like Bruce Dark Gratterall who's going to throw, what, 103, 104 at yeah. you? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's yeah. Um, the Dodgers, Dodgers and Padres. I don't know. That's going to be the, the National League this year. And yeah, then uh, sure. who, we got in the, who we got in the American League that's going to make a run for it? <laughs> the man, I don't know about this year. You guys need some pitching. <laughs> need a lot. They didn't get Taiwan. I saw he signed with the. He signed with the Mets. I saw. I don't know if it was official. Official, yeah. but I think I saw that. I think so. It's a good pickup. And they got him as a fifth starter. Like that's 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 a deal right there. Um, I would say the Yankees if they can stay healthy, but by you know. Second week of the season, Judge will be out for a year. <laughs> be out till All Star break. They're just so they're true. Fragile. Yeah, that team is just. I don't know. Yeah, yeah, they're plus two forty. This is uh, about a week old right now. White Sox were plus three seventy eight. Oh, yeah. Oh yeah, that that lineup is just that's not fair. That'd be that'd be great to watch that uh, Dodgers and White Sox World Series. Yeah, on paper, I mean that would be that'd be a good one. Is Kopic Kopic back this year? Michael Kopic. Yeah, yep, yep, yep. Kopic. They had the Twins number three. Then the Blue Jays, Rays. They're all kind of together. Oakland. Twins were very surprising last year. I didn't expect them to. They were like I don't even know. <laughs> like the first like. 20 out of 25 games or something crazy. They were yeah, they had high. a good lineup. Donaldson getting hurt really hurt, like, impacted them more than I think it – I mean, it was only a 60-game season, but that hurt them a bit. And they're, like, what's up they're, with that guy? He just always gets better. He's like the new Julio he's Franco. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> he started when he was, like, 30 years old. Yeah, I'll go watch some Twins games this year if we we get a chance to living up here in Minnesota. The Twins, I I, I always enjoy them. Like they play good baseball too. Good baseball. I don't know. They're they're not a major market team that's just gonna like buy a team. Like they try to like they play together well. They've got a good uh, team camaraderie usually type of atmosphere. 
Rocco's come in and like done a really good job too. Rocco Baldelli, former former Tampa Ray guy. Oh yeah. See a number they one need pick. pitching though. They need pitching. Like the twins are always like they just don't wanna put the money out there for a top one two guy. They they you know, they developed uh Liriano and Johan Santana all those years ago and I guess they let go of Liriano right at the right time and Santana, you know, kind of the same thing too. Both had arm problems, but it's frustrating to be a Twins fan. I, I want to see them get back to their, their 87 and 91 glory days at some point, but we'll see. That's exciting. I don't know. Baseball is going to be great this year yet again. I hope the Yankees and Dodgers are not in the World Series together, but I guess that's <sighs> – that's just a, a small town guy speaking there. Right. What about where well, they got the uh, Angels not even making the playoff? <laughs> no. <laughs> no. They are – what am I looking at here? Uh, plus 18-23. Not making the playoffs. Just outside of it with the A's and Astros ahead. Huh. I don't get it. Poor Mike Trout. Seriously. <laughs> I feel bad for Albert Pujols, too. Like, I feel like that guy doesn't get enough respect. Just overall. Yeah. When you look I, – I was looking at his stats the other day. It's it's unreal. Like I said, I was kind of drilling down through, like, the top war leaders all time and, like, seeing who the active war leaders are. And Pujols had – a decade of oh, yeah. straight dominance. Him and Miguel Cabrera um, are both, I think, just two guys that have amazing offensive output. But in the grand scheme of things, you know who else had amazing offensive output and nobody would breathe a word of him? Juan Gonzalez. So it's stuff like that where I'm like, dang, like I want to – I want to believe in like their, their market ability long-term, but I just don't know that they did anything different or maybe it's their position. I, I'm not sure. Like not winning championships is a huge deal. Yeah, but maybe he won championships with two different teams. Good point. Good point. <laughs> <laughs> Touche. Well, maybe, maybe we're onto something there then. Maybe we need to look at Miguel Cabrera cards then. Yeah. Cardinals, yeah. uh, they won too, but no, I mean, like, Pujols is better. Mike Trout isn't even as good as Albert Pujols was to start his career at this point still. Agreed. Yeah. But, I mean, also, like, I mean, Pujols was a good first baseman, but he was a first baseman. Like, I don't know. They just, I don't know. But his, that's a, that's a card. I mean, it, I can't even imagine it's affordable at this point, but. His uh, Bowman Chrome, the Pujols Bowman Chrome uh, autograph, because it was a redemption. There's only 500 of it. Plus, who knows how many of those 500 were actually redeemed? Pujols Bowman Chrome. 2001. I think it's refractive, but um, it's not like it's a lot or didn't move up. (laughs) Buy it now for 39,000. Deal. (laughs) Wow. He's got a 2001 Tops update. Yeah. 
It's a pretty cool card. What's that one with uh, him and Ichiro. What's, yep. What's that going on? I think I looked the other day. I think it was like three, four hundred for a ten. Oh, don't quote me on that. No, I'm. I, so, he's gone way up from when I last looked at it. So, everything. Raw, <laughs> everything. <laughs> I, well, I was I was following this one for a while because. I had a couple Ichiro's that I was moving in and out of. So the tops update raw, fifty-one bucks for the duel. Yep, Ichiro and five. These are raw. Right. What's even like a nine? Did it? Are to see any? Need that computer. 180. <laughs> that dude, that's yep. That's not bad. Especially that year. They were so they had that straight up green. So you could see a little yeah. bit of white blemish in every corner. Really bad centering. Oh yeah. That too. 255. Chromes are going for about double. 200, 255 though. Not bad. Is, is pretty low. Yeah, I think that traded super low. All the traded, like in that, even uh, Miggy. This is a, that set was pretty rare too. So you were saying Trout versus Pujols. This is interesting. Their first oh, 1,000 games, Pujols hit 330, Trout 308. Pujols had 789 runs. Trout, 754. Pujols had about 100 more hits, 40 more home runs, and a 60-point spread on his OPS. Wow. Beast. Huh. Yeah. I would say Pujols is uh, – well, let's look at the old card ladder here. That's really yeah, I'm curious. Pujols. curious to see what that even looks like. So it's 2001 tops traded PSA nine. Let's go there. 650 PSA nine. 10. 10's going for 2600. Pop 221. 792 on the nine. That's minuscule. And it's two grand, twenty six hundred for the PSA ten versus Trout's. Interesting. Was he too mediocre for too long at this point in his career? That even when you look back after he's retired, are you gonna see the numbers? Or are you gonna remember that? You know what I mean? Like, are people he's gonna care? Had- when he to the Hall of Fame. He's never had uh, performance-enhancing violations. Uh, has he not? Pools? Not, not that he was suspended or anything, but I can't confirm or deny. But I feel like there might have been some kind of speculation early. Um, I know, I know. There's a lot of speculation on his age. If that's if he's actually as old as he says he is. Huh. 
No, like twenty that. years. I'm just looking at how many home runs he's got. He's got 662 home runs. <laughs> I mean, he could hit 700 if he gets two more years in him. Two more sure. years. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. I I think that's a. I, and I'm looking at it right now. His Chrome is actually cheaper than his tops. The tops Chrome traded is going for twenty two. 2,250, pop 344, PSA 10. What's the uh, regular one? 400? Yeah. Or something? Yep. That's a higher pop, higher higher pop, higher value. PSA 9 is 800, pop 658. This is the tops chrome traded. Hmm. What's a BGS? BGS 9 is 400. How many guys hit 700 home runs? Four? Two. Two? Three? Two? I think it's two. My stats are not up. I, I got to buffer up on this. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously. There was there was a like a two-year period. I played baseball. Like, uh, uh, wouldn't bat league. I'm going two. Three. <laughs> Bonds, Aaron, and Ruth. Oh, yeah. Rodriguez had 696. All right. And then it's Pujols, Mays, Mays 660, Griffey 630. Who's next? Who's after Griffey on the all-time list? No cheating. Me? <laughs> what, is, what does Griffey have? Uh, what number is it? 630, he's number seven on the list. So you're seven? looking for number eight. And who are the, the previous ones? It's Ruth. Aaron, uh, Ruth, Aaron. Rodriguez, Pujols, Mays, Griffey. There's two more that have more than 600. And Sosa has more than 600, doesn't he? He's Somehow. number nine. Yep, number nine with 609. Whew. Is it it's our era? Jim Tomey. Oh, that's right. Jim wow. Tomey. I, I would I would not have guessed that. No way. No. Me either. Not in a million I years, but it's six hundred and twelve. Barely cleared five hundred. If you told <laughs> me like five hundred and four home runs, I would believe you. hundred percent. That's crazy. Eddie Murray has five hundred and four home runs. There's another guy, guy. that. <laughs> Jim Tomey and Eddie, both of them. But yeah, what Jim Tomey, his his stuff's got to be dirt cheap. <laughs> that guy's forearms alone, like it look, mm-hmm. looks like Popeye. Seriously. Cabrera should hit 500 this year. He's at he's sitting at 487, and there's just nobody. Nelson Cruz is at 417. No way. Edwin Ar- Edwin Ar- Encarnacion is at 424. What? what? Yeah, that surprises me. No way. Typo. <laughs> and then the next guy on the list, active player, is Ryan Braun. At, uh, Ryan Braun's got 352. No hope. <laughs> There's nobody. Many times cracking 500. 
Wow. So. Who's after that? Like, who's – is there a guy under 30 that stands at – like, what's Trout at? Trout was at, like, four-something? No. Let's see here. Robinson Cano's at 334. I probably won't Trout's only got 302. It's going to take a long time. Another 10 years. He's he declines like Pujols, dude. Yeah. Huh. Evan Longoria has more home runs than Mike Trout. Oh, Stanton. Stanton's 30. He's got 312. Jay, Jay Bruce <laughs> has 318. Is he on the Phillies? Where is he at nowadays? Oh, man. I think he did sign with the Phillies. Yeah, he's with the Phillies. No. The Yankees now. Is that was right? He, on the Phillies last, he was on the Phillies last year? Yeah, he was on the Phillies last year. That's what uh, baseball reference is saying, that he's on the, the Yankees. Yankees. Non-roster invite. What's Joey Votto? Votto? I saw him on here. He's a great hitter. No, he's too old. He's 36. Oof, yeah. So uh, he's hit 295. That's it. Mm -hmm. What's his batting average? He's got an amazing on-base percentage. So his lifetime batting average is 304. On base is 419. But he's led the league seven years in on-base percentage because he walks all the time. Yeah, true. I he, hit, yeah, he hits the ball. He's a great hitter, but walks a lot too. Yeah, that's huh. I guess maybe this is part of baseball's problem. <laughs> like you have somebody like Pujols, who's clearly an all-time historic person in the game, and yet you have no idea. Yeah, he's nobody's, to talk, five, nobody's talking about five it. Top five home run list, and you wouldn't even know. If you're a baseball fan. You didn't know. I didn't know. Yeah. Well, we got to talk more. We got to talk more about this then because that's <laughs> I mean everybody's talking basketball and I mean right. all sorts of other stuff football clear I think football took a huge chunk of at least content wise everybody wants to talk about about football but I saw some polls that people are buying I think uh people were pulling like who what are you buying the most sport of right now and baseball was 50% of the, the picks. I'm like, that's cool. I'd like to see that continue. Very, very close, I would say, was uh, was wrestling. <laughs> yeah. I think there's a lot of people buying wrestling these days with uh, the explosion of The Rock and, and many others. And it's not just The Rock, though. Like, there's... I, I started looking at some wrestling, and I did this a while back, but I follow um, Zon Morning and wrestling cards on Twitter, watch their, their YouTube shows and everything. And it's The Rock, Hulk, uh, Ric Flair, Stone Cold. 
there's I don't know how many major sets out there from the the eighties and nineties. There was one I found today that I was looking for um kind of the who's next in this whole conversation of wrestling cards and there's some guys out there like Mick Foley where I was like, Oh, when, oh, yeah. when was Mick Foley's rookie card? So I ran into 1993 WCW yearbook cards, which also has a stone cold in it, or I guess it would at the time been just stunning Steve Austin, but right. so what you do a fair amount of wrestling collecting, right? Right. Yep. What, uh, tell me more. Hold on. Here it is. Nineteen ninety-three yearbook. Okay. All right. <laughs> a fistful of yearbooks. So it was yeah. a it was it wasn't even a card set. It was like an SI for kids type thing then. Okay. So like they came in I already ripped them out. You know, it was a sheet like that. Okay. Um you got two of them, and uh, Stone Cold's top left, Mankind, or Mick Foley top right. Yeah, yeah, I think so, it's a cast, Cactus Jack, right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's awesome, Mick Foley is that's, so good. That's like Mick Foley's first card at all, where Stone Cold has the ninety-one. I don't even know how to say it. Chromie, Chromie, whatever it is. It's like a okay. card game. It was from. I don't even know. Like some crazy Argentina, maybe. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So the the Steve Austin that's from '91. The Steve Austin's from '93 in the yearbook. That's like his first American release or whatever. Um, but yeah, that's what happened. Was you know, you know, maybe February. I started listening to uh, something to wrestle with. His podcast. Bruce Pritchard, like he explains like everything that went on backstage behind in wrestling, all the stuff you didn't see. Huh. And I started listening. Out, I got real into it. And I, I still, like, I still haven't caught up. It's been going on for years and I, I'm almost caught up and it's going to be a very sad day when I'm out of new ones. But um, that got me like thinking about wrestling cards. Cause I never, I mean, I don't watch wrestling today, but I watched, you know, attitude era. And before that, like Hulk Hogan stuff and all that. Um, so I never really collected the wrestling cards at all. So I had no idea what was going on. I'm like, you know, what's a stone cold rookie card possibly worth? So I looked it up and there was one on eBay and it's a, I think PSA six, seven, got it for like 80 bucks. Like the hmm. first stone cold card for $80. It blew my mind. Like the guy is on the Mount Rushmore of, of wrestling. Absolutely his first card for that cheap. So I started, you know, looking into more stuff. And at that point, like the rock bumblebee and even the, the 97 Cardinal, like the card yeah. game one, um, those were already pretty valuable even at that point, not by what they are today, but they were still like more than I want to spend on something like that. So I decided to go on this stuff like Steve Austin that was completely undervalued yet. Um, like Bret Hart, Shawn Michaels, all those guys. I I bought Shawn Michaels rookies for like a quarter a piece. What is so? What is the Shawn Michaels rookie? Because he was one of the guys I wrote down of like, okay, 
who like the who's next in this conversation when you see right. like the rock going for bigger amounts day in day out uh stone cold kind of you know riding the not riding the coattails that's not the right word but <laughs> yeah <laughs> The, the, the values of these cards, like you say, the, the populations are extremely low. The 97 Cardinal Stone Cold, it was like a, a trivia set. Nobody was yeah. nobody was treating these with any respect. Um, those are the two of the guys I had written down on the list. And then like John Cena's 2002 Fleer Royal Rumble. Uh, yeah. I think Brock was in that set too. Yeah. Um was a guy from Guardians of the Galaxy, John Bat or uh, Jose, not Jose Bautista. Is John Bautista? Dave Bautista. Dave yeah, Bautista. Yeah. There he is. I got the <laughs> Randy Orton was in that set. Orton, that's the other one. Yes, yes. Yeah, and then There's Cena. Like four big rookies all in that 2002 yeah. Fleer Royal Rumble. Um, and I, I somebody sold. PSA 10s, I think it was in December, um, of Cena and Brock Lesnar. And they, they sold like within minutes apart. And uh-huh. the Cena sold for like 2000 and the Lesnar sold for 500 I found that wow. pretty pretty surprising, the, the big difference. I would have thought, honestly, I would have thought Brock Lesnar would have sold for more than Cena. I didn't think it would be that big of a gap. But yeah, just – I wonder, yeah, that. Yeah, Brock in general. Brock's uh, football cards have been selling. I've been tracking those because they're in Vikings uniforms. So, but <laughs> his uh, his rookie card has definitely been going up. Or he has two of them. There's like a Leaf rookie and stars, and then an upper deck. I think that's numbered out of nine ninety nine or nineteen ninety nine. The football uh, ones. Yeah. Yeah, he's got a couple. He's got like three or four. I've seen. I, I don't. I haven't looked in a long time. But a couple <laughs> years ago. I had some interest in it. And at that point, they're probably like five or $10. And I was like, ah, I, don't, I don't really care. Yeah. I've kept balking <laughs> at it. And, and same thing. It was the, the 2002 um, Royal Rumble stuff. I was looking at the Cena's, you know, we talked last time about how I kind of got back into things in like March, 2020. You could pick those things up for like 20, 30 bucks. And I can't say, you know, grading wise, what they would have looked like, but, Regardless, like I picked up the Stone Cold 97 uh, Cardinal WWF for 20 bucks. And it was, I, I mean, I shopped around for it, but this, the one I got was like really, really nice. Um, really happy with that. I, I just wanted it because I, I was building my Mount Rushmore of wrestling. I was like, okay, like who are my guys? And I was like, okay, Ultimate Warrior. I had a Hulk, Macho Man. I, I, and I flipped some of that stuff already and, you know, put it back on the market because I was like, well, I, I never expected to wrestling. I, I bought them because I loved them. And I was like, they make me happy, <laughs> you know, and like here they're like making money, like an 85 tops Hogan. I sold way too early apparently. Cause there's another set and, you know, car that has just gone quite bananas lately. The 1985 tops Hulk, you know, that one. Yeah. There's a, uh, there's two of them, but they're uh-huh. the same picture, but one has like, a yellow black background and the one has, I don't know. Number one has green, maybe I forget the color green, of the other or one. something. I think. Yeah. Yeah. So, but that was another one. I was like, ah, oh, it's like 10, 10, 20 bucks for this Hulk Hogan, 1985. Yeah. That's, that's too much. 
And now it's, I don't even know, at least 10 times that. It's crazy. Yeah, they've gotten really, they got way up. I was talking to a guy up here in Minnesota and he bought out a 1985 collection. And I was looking and he had a stack of the Hogan's sitting there last show. And I was like, what, you, got, you still have some of those Hogan's? This is the last month. He's like, nope. <laughs> I'm like, I bet you don't. Yeah, they were 25, 30 bucks at the time on his table. And none of them were going to like nine or 10, but they all, you know, they had the, like the skewed kind of cut to it. So like they were sevens and eights, but all day for that. The other one I think that is a really cool set is the 1988 Wonderama. I think it was right. an NWA Wonderama. It's got Sting in it. It's Sting's oh, yeah. rookie card, I believe. It's here. <laughs> it's show yeah, and tell got- time. I love it. <laughs> um, the thing with with Sting is like, there's so many in that Wonderama set. Like they look the same. Bunch of different poses. Yeah, there's. He's uh, in this- scorpion oh yeah they're like exactly the same almost huh you just go by the lower number like whatever the first card that came out with that wrestler on it is yeah the rookie but the thing with wrestling cards is their collectors are completely different than sports card collectors like they're they collect more for sets like when i came in looking for stuff in wrestling i came in looking for rookies and I asked some like the first, the, first, yeah, right. So I asked some of the the wrestling people that knew that stuff, and they didn't even really know what you know people's rookies because it's it's so different. Hmm. There's so much like for like Steve Austin, okay, that '91 is from Argentina. Is that his first card, or is it the '93 because that's the first card made in the U.S., or is it the '95 because that's the first card that was pulled from a pack? Or is it the 97? Because that's the first card is him as the character Steve Don't Austin. Don't call Steve yeah. Austin. Like there's so many variables that aren't in sports cards. You know what that rookie card is. Same thing with Mick Foley. Is it the 93 or is it the first Mankind? Mankind right. So ah. there's a lot of variables. But that's the thing too is like I bought my 95 Austins. There was a guy on eBay that had the 95 set as a set. Didn't mention Steve Austin being in it in the listing or anything like that. Yep. And I picked him up for cheap. But, like, that's just – they only collected as sets. Like, they, they weren't collecting where we collect, like, rookie cards. Or, you know what I mean? I, it's just, this is the same with, like, the 1982 Wrestling All-Stars then where it's, like, right, a, right. it's a set. There wasn't packs. There wasn't boxes to be bought of it. It was just – this is the channel. I think there was like four different series, three or four different series of that. Yeah. I, don't know. I think it's, yeah, three of them, four. Okay. You might be right. Might be four. But yeah, that's something I missed the boat on too. That was something that I was like, oh, that's too high when I thought about get Because there was two that, there's two that I want. I mean, I would like a Hogan and a Flair, but I can yeah. live without that. But I would like a, a Ted DiBiase and a, a Mr. Perfect. Uh, what's his name? Chris Henning. Yep. I think Kurt his name Henning. is. Kurt Henning, Kurt Henning. Um, those are two that I would like to, to own, but I think I had a seven of DiBiase I could have got for a hundred bucks. I don't even know what it is now. Probably not much more than that, but still it's definitely more than that, but that's all, you know, I mean, you have that, that mindset that you want to get something cheap. You don't want to spend $10 when you can get something for a dollar or two. 
Yeah, it's hard to like no I mean prognosticating that wrestling cards are gonna do what they have been doing. I, I think anybody Even- could have read that crystal ball, but that's certainly I mean, wrestling's a giant market too. Like huge that historically hasn't collected cards like you said they may be collecting sets whatever the case might be but it's not something that was sought after by card collectors as like a whole like there's probably wrestling card collectors and then there was like everybody else going to card shows you would never find wrestling cards at card shows other than like in a dollar box somewhere that because somebody opened it up but now you see them in the display case you see you know and Deshaun Watson's table with Timberland and, and Gary T or Gary V's mouth. <laughs> right. It, it's crazy. The amount of exposure that card's getting. And that, I mean, that's bringing yeah. all kinds of eyes. And that's the thing too about wrestling about, you know, just not knowing about all the sets that 97 Panini sticker set just got like wrestling fans collectors for years just found out that this thing even existed because they weren't sold in the u.s uh-huh. but like it's just that that is a absolute you know snowball turning into a going down a hill just growing like the rock went from like 50 dollars to 100 dollars to 400 dollars, and now a psa 9 sold for four thousand dollars and the, the stone cold's up to like 75 bucks oh it's got like the same picture that rock as the cardinal the well pretty close to it the yeah. blue rocky Maivia pose stone cold so who else like so we've got hogan flair um the rock taken off these are andre the giant i think from 1982 and many others that i'm missing here obviously but who's who's next um you mentioned Randy Orton. We talked a little bit about Cena, Brock. Are there other guys in modern wrestling that we should be looking out for um, from 80s, 90s sets, other like right. uncovered gems? What do you think? Uh, Triple H seems like he could still have value. I mean, he's still okay. completely relevant. You know what I mean? He's still yeah. like pretty much running the show when Vince McMahon's gone. He's probably like the man in charge. Yeah, he so, runs the uh, NXT. Right. Yeah, he's 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 going to be relevant. And then you got Jericho. He's got stuff. I don't really know everything. He's got a tops uh, like a luchador set apparently in the early okay. 90s. Uh, I think yeah, he's that was been, he's been everywhere. Yeah. What's uh, Triple had, H's rookie? That's another one I don't really know. Well, I have. I think it's a, like his official rookie, you could say, is his, uh, the WWF magazine. They used to come with a nine-card sheet like the Sports Illustrated for Kids. He's got uh, like a Hunter Hearst Helmsley, like legit, like before he's Triple H kind of thing. The 97 Cardinal. Okay, yep. WWF magazine. He's got, he's got stuff before. <laughs> It's such a bad pose. It's oh, like yeah. a <laughs> white shirt. He's wearing like a leather vest, kind of like Catholic schoolboy outfit is what that 96 WWF looks like. Yeah, 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 yeah. 
Oh, those are another one too. The, um, like the demon, this whole, what the hell was it? FTC? Hmm. I don't know anything about current wrestling to know. FCW? But it was like Dean Ambrose, uh, Roman Reigns. Oh, yeah. There was a couple other guys that are like, you know, big wrestlers now. But that's, those are, those are hard to find. I mean, even if, even if you want to pay, they're just, they don't pop up often. There might be like one or two on eBay, but not much. Seth Rollins. Yeah, Seth Rollins. Like all that, that whole, the shield, I guess they were. Yeah, I was trying to remember. He was uh, Tyler Black is Seth Rollins' rookie card. Yeah, those are – and that's the thing, too, that – what's the the, uh, Japanese card set? They they do baseball. They have a rest. It's like BBCM or BB BBM. But they do wrestling too. There's a lot of guys that got their start over in Japan that are in like that kind of set. Like I think uh, Rob Van Dam was someone. Uh, BBM. BBM. Yeah. Um, huh. Big Van Vader from back in the day was a Japanese wrestler. That's I love that guy. Oh yeah, he was the best on the Boy Meets World. <laughs> That's a nice call out there. <laughs> the Pangalorns, come on. <laughs> BBM, okay. Because they got NJPW, New Japan yeah, Pro Wrestling now, and. Oh, that um, Finn Balor. Yeah, he was, uh, yeah. He has his rookies there. Okay. That's something I haven't even begun to explore. Because I don't, I don't. There's a lot of guys that were characters there. They might even had masks on. That I see like wrestling, you know, wrestling accounts post that card. And I'm like, who, who the hell is that? And they're like, oh, that's you know, whoever, Randy Orton. It's not actually Randy Orton. He doesn't have a Japanese car, but it's it's something along those lines. So I haven't even I haven't even started because there's so many guys that are just actually Japanese wrestlers that I would never know. Yeah, yeah. Watching that that brand. And then we got AEW too. A didn't they sign a deal with somebody to have cards produced? There was a rumor that they were going to be with Upper Deck, which okay, I would love it. Um, but I don't know if I ever saw that come to fruition. I think it might have just been a rumor. Hmm. I would love to have like an exquisite, exquisite wrestling. I don't know what who's been on that roster. If they could do something like, has Hogan ever been there? Get Flair going there for a, for a couple shows, something. <laughs> just to put him in the set. Yeah, I was trying to watch some of it this last week. I have yet to see. My thing is, I like to watch from the beginning. Like, I, I want to know the full story, and I can't yeah. find anywhere where I can watch. Like, they don't have like you know the WWE Network where you can go on there and watch the Raw from Raw number one. They don't have that, so I haven't really, I haven't really got into it. 
you know, I, I see stuff that goes on, you know, somebody big like sting made an appearance there. I don't know if he's still on or whatever, but like, I I've, I've seen that kind of stuff going on. Orange uh, Cassidy. Yeah. <laughs> like, I have to admit I was in, like, they've got, uh, they got some good sticks going on and like Dean Ambrose is over there and everything now too. So they got a lot of good wrestlers and I don't know. Entertainment yeah, like high for the little That's bit. Another I watched. One. Uh, um, Dustin Rhodes, like he's been around forever. He's, yeah. he's got, he's in that, that 91 set with, with Steve Austin, 91 C R O M Y crummy, crummy, crummy or something. Yeah. Uh, but I think he even has a cards. Actually, I know he does. He, he's in like a, I got it on Com C. He's in like a 90 card set, kind of like the Steve Austin, but a different, completely different thing. I'm assuming that's probably his rookie in 1990. Scott Hall, too. Yes, yes. I got some of him recently. He's in that 91 his crowd. Stuff, his stuff went up, too, though. Surprisingly. Probably saw that uh, selling the stunner, and his cards went up. <laughs> 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 yeah argentina 1991 crummy wrestling cards there's a rick flair okay yeah the whole you know sting everybody that was big and then there's you know plenty of rookie stuff uh probably i don't know maybe diamond dallas page has one he's lex in this luger. 92 top set lex luger definitely has he's in the 88 wonderama set for sure And Ron, uh, Ron Simmons is in that 88 Wonderama set. That's a good hmm. one to look out for. Damn. Oh, yeah. Luger's, uh, Luger's got a – that's his rookie card, I guess, in the 1988 Wonderama. There's yeah. a PSA 9 for buy it now, $2,200. Get The Flair's got a PSA 9 or 10 out there right now for like 1800 as well from that Wonderama set. That's something I put off. All those wrestling cards. I got probably close to 200 wrestling cards that I want to send off, but I was always putting them away because it's never going to happen. Or maybe it's not going to happen soon, but apparently it happened. And now I need them. <laughs> but what am I going to do? I can't, you know, express them all. And some yeah. of them aren't even worth expressing, but like all those, I got a set of this, these wrestling stars. But it's like, there's huh. probably, nine, I think it's 1985. Okay. There's probably like five or six Hogan's. There's five or six Flares. But like, this stuff doesn't have a pop. Like, there's there's nothing, nothing graded of it. What is that stuff? Uh, 1985. Pro Wrestling Stars? Is that what it is? They, I don't know. It was like a... Look up uh, Hogan Muhammad Ali. Okay. 1985 Hogan Muhammad Ali. Let's come up with this set. It doesn't want to do that for me. No. <laughs> it had like a yellow border, right? Yeah. I think it was 85. Might have been 86. But whatever they are, they came in like a four card sheet and then you had to like tear them apart 
86. 86? I see him here, yep. Monty Gum. Yeah, that's it. Yep, Monty Gum. Yep, 100%. <laughs> this Hulk Hogan with, like, a uh, guitar. This is the best one. Look at this one. Can you read that? No. No. It's uh, Hulk Hogan and Muhammad Ali. Oh, yeah. But uh, that's clearly Sylvester Stallone. <laughs> you joked, yeah. Thunderlips and Sylvester Stallone. Oh, these not are not too bad. These are uh, somewhat affordable by wrestling card uh, standards. What's the uh, Randy Fav uh, Macho Man has a card in there, which is, I mean, he's got the eighty-five OPG, but. But it's just a savage attack, right? Like he, it's not. Randy no, he's got Savage. The, it, yeah, he's got just a Randy Savage. Okay. Oh. Road but Warriors. So, That's what I'm talking about. Bad. Oh yeah. Oh. So, the, Is that that's got to be the Road Warriors rookie? That's the earliest Road Warriors card I've been able to find. I'm sure they've got some obscure stuff out there, but that's what it is. It's so much obscure stuff that you know I've been at it for like nine months now, and I'm still finding new stuff, <laughs> new little niches to explore. Yeah. They're they're so funny too. Like I love these cards. Like I said, they just like bring joy the action shots or just the silly poses and stuff like the savage from that monty gum is ridiculous yeah <laughs> like the i uh i don't know some stories but i know some stories of like hogan so i, I work in uh the pharmaceutical industry and the 80s 90s like I'll just say there's compounding pharmacies like Balco, you know, on the West coast and Barry Bonds is famous shop. Like those things have existed in Florida for since the cows come home. It's, it's Florida. And um, the story about, God, I don't even know if I should say, say this, but <laughs> I'll say it anyways. There's a story about Hogan and a few other dudes coming in and getting like, horse steroids basically like, <laughs> and they would, do this routinely, right? You know, give cash for right. these, but come in and just drop like 20, 30 grand on horse pills to <laughs> like in the eighties. Yeah. Yeah. But the just wrestling in the eighties, I don't know if there's books out there that are about this, but I really want to read more about it. Cause it just sounds oh, yeah. like absolute insanity. <laughs> I mean, and, and we're talking Florida, Miami during the eighties, you know, like, all that too so like you just put it all together and have you seen the... some of those randy savage promos back in the 80s <laughs> so there's no good. way that guy there's no way that guy wasn't doing cocaine there's... <laughs> <laughs> all of them all of them were just like slamming the steroids and coke oh, yeah. and going out there and just balling out that's what they they said that that he was like that all the time. Like he always stayed in, in character like that. 
I can't even imagine. There's got to be some good books out there on this. I, I got to find there them. Has to be. There has to be. Or I suppose documentaries. Would, documentaries would probably be better, but I just feel like, I feel like those stories that aren't going to make it out in like interview format the way they should. Something to wrestle, man. I'm telling you. Watch, Something to that. wrestle? Okay. It's going to blow your mind. <laughs> but dude, this, this Bruce Pritchard guy, he's, he's hilarious. He does impressions of the wrestlers. Oh, yeah. He was, he was Vince McMahon's right-hand man. Like okay. he was, do you remember Brother Love? The character yeah. Brother Love? Yeah. That was, that was him. He was, that was Bruce Pritchard. Got it. And I never knew that, but apparently he was Vince McMahon's, like he was, you know, he did writing, he did all that stuff. But man, nice. it, the stories that, that they tell is just, it's ridiculous. All right. That's good. I dig it. Something more to look into. Oh, yeah. That'll, that'll really get your uh, juices flowing for buying some wrestling cards. The nostalgia is so heavy on that. Undertaker, there's another one we didn't, we didn't yes, mention. Yeah. Undertaker, yeah. 90, 91 Merlin and some of those like Anything. Italian and German cards. Like, again, just bizarrely obscure um, sets out there that are super fascinating. I went back, by the way, I went back and I tried to find – we were talking last time about uh, UFC – and MMA cards, there is nothing else out there. Like it is That's crazy. 2009, and, and there's some like Leaf stuff where like they made some like one-offs of like Fedor Emelianenko and stuff like that. But there's really nothing else out there except for like the main UFC cards starting 2009, running with tops. So nothing like the the um, the wrestling card world where there's all right. these little offshoots and niche things that popped up here and there. Nothing. Yeah. That's the thing about the, the wrestling cards too, is like, you never have to worry about, there's never going to be an explosion of like, these things weren't, not only were they not kept in, in good condition, but they just, there wasn't a lot of them to begin with mm -hmm. or a lot of them didn't make it this long. You know what I mean? So it it's yes. All signs just point to, to wrestling. I wouldn't necessarily at this point, be jumping on something like a, a rock or, or stone cold, but there's definitely still yeah, like undertaker. But I did see his 91, the, the blue one. I think it's classic. Okay. That's for a PSA nine sold for like 1200 bucks. I was no way. The classic one did. Yeah. Really? Yeah. But that's another one. That's, it's hard because it's completely blue and blue. it's going to show. Yeah. It's going to show that white. But even, you know, you only got one, but one you're still all right. You can still get a nine. Very interesting. I didn't think that – I was looking at the classics alongside the the 91 Merlins for a long time there. Somebody had, like, the 91 Merlins out. Nice copies of it for, like, 25, 30 bucks. This is back in the middle of 2020. And beautiful cards, like those 91 Merlins of, like, the different poses of The Undertaker and stuff. So – they're they're super cool, but that's how I was like. I'm like these are way, uh, you know, white border centering. It's really tough and all that. But like as compared to the classic card, it would, classic card was just like meh, kind of meh. Um, so to hear that one for that high, what's the Merlin? I guess are those? Not I would imagine. The... There's probably not many of them to begin with. Not many of them. So I wonder if like the liquidity just hurts it. 
There's PSA Pop Nine. This is just one of the uh, variants here. It's right. going for five hundred by now. Huh. But I mean, it's either you either want the first one, you know, of the set. But then I think there's another one that's like just him and Paul Bear. Yeah. Good. Like I would, if if I'm not getting the first one, I would get that one. But the ones in between that, at this at this point, I don't think I would get those. I can't tell which one's the first one in the set. It's like 118, 120. Must be 118. So where he's, it's just him standing there looking back in the ring. I think that's – there's one where he's like sitting at the dinner table, like you said with Paul yeah, Bearer. Yeah. <laughs> Paul Bearer in the ring. Paul Bearer standing a – on alongside each other. playing cards he's got the 91 playing cards too and that's the thing too like why wouldn't wrestling cards just be that year like sports is where wrestling collectors it was that first card and that was it it was either the first card was their rookie card quote unquote anything else didn't matter so why wouldn't it be anything that was released in that year you know I mean, like the Merlin, the, yeah. the plastic, the the playing cards, the you know deck of cards. Um, I think he's got at least one or two other cards, other sets out there. There's probably a sticker set, I would imagine, some sort. <laughs> Merlin, Merlin did stickers, and then Panini did stickers. Yeah, yeah. And there's there's a lot of them too, like like uh, Triple H. I think he has a sticker. It might even be before the tops card. I think it's 95, 95 Merlin sticker. I think it is. It's, it's something that's like, again, another, another country, not a lot of, not a lot of them out there. Nobody knows really about it. I need to find it. (laughs) That's a, you know what? That's the beauty of all this is like, it's, it's about that chase. It's about finding, you know, going on the journey, finding that sought after car, whatever it might be. And I think that's the beauty and the the stories that get formed. And sometimes I feel like it's like, once you get the card, it's kind of like, all right, like I got it. But like, it's, it's more about trying to find it, the research and where, you know, waiting for it to pop up, like having a safe search on eBay just to like, okay, is it there? Is it there? No, no. Like I, I was looking for a Garnett, Kevin Garnett, Net Rages for months and months and months. I'm like, just waiting for it, waiting for it. Finally, somebody was like cleaning out their collection, had one out there. I'm like, boom, let's get it. You know, and I think that just doing that work. I think that's that's a lot of the fun of uh, collecting cards and the in the hobby in general. Sometimes it's not all about just having the card, but it's uh, the story that leads to the card. Do you have any, uh, I guess, what's what's one of your good good hunting stories? The Montana was probably my latest, my latest good find that, that I, you know, I thought about getting those, those top tier cards, like I said, with the low pop, legendary players. Um, but I don't, I don't spend money on cards like that. You know, I mean, I'm a nickel and dimer. For the most part, but I got that Kobe mosaic pack that I had no interest 
of opening. Yeah. Um, <laughs> sold that to uh, Steel City. Um, they gave me more than I was going to sell it for on, on Twitter. Yeah. And then just use that to, to buy some of those some of those cards that I had my eye on that I thought had potential. Nice. Montana. So I was looking for, you know, at the time I was looking at a PSA eight when I, when I really wanted to buy one and they were like four fifty five hundred. And by the time I had the money to actually pull the trigger on it, they were like 800 bucks. So I was like, Oh, it's tough pill to swallow. Like expecting to pay one thing and then finding out it's substantially more. So I started digging and then I found that, that SGC that just, it looks good. And I got it in hand. Now it looks, you know, even better than I expected. So that was, that was a good, a good hunt I had. What was the, uh, the Kobe pack? Yeah. So up until this year, I used to open a case of optic basketball. Like every year would come out, I would, I would get a case of that. I even got, I would get a case of, uh, blasters too because you know mm-hmm. <laughs> back then a case would cost basically the same as one hobby box nowadays wow like yeah was, you know like 100 150 bucks a box okay um, so the the one year oh i don't even want to think about it but 2017 i hit uh kobe dominator autograph i think it was number 49 redemption that i redeemed and haven't heard a thing until I heard that they were going to start bringing out these packs. Hmm. At first I'm like, well, you're going to give me one pack of cards for a Kobe Bryant autograph. Like, yeah. Yeah. Cool and all, but let's be realistic. Like, am I getting three or four because this was a number to 49 and then, uh, I seen what they were going for and I was like, okay, <laughs> one pack cool is it. <laughs> more, more than enough. Like, thank you. Um, <laughs> So I, yeah, I couldn't get rid of that fast enough. There's no, no way. I mean, some like the Kobe, even a base Kobe from those packs are selling for a couple hundred bucks right off the bat. Wow. And if you get a parallel, those are, those are crazy. And if you get a Zion or a jaw, especially like a parallel number mm-hmm. to eight. Oh my God. That's stupid money. Tens of thousands of dollars. I mean, I don't know what, what is it now in, in today's, NBA market, like how, how much it's gone down, but yeah, that that's pretty much changed a lot of things was that pack. And then just putting it in all that, those, uh, Tiffany, the Tiffany Griffey, actually yeah. the Tiffany Griffey was the star stock. That was when I just sold a bunch of stuff on star stock, cashed out, yeah. turned, you know, dollar to $5 cards into, the Tiffany Griffey, which I what those are going for now, but I mean, last I saw, by the time they came in, it was like twelve hundred dollars. Yeah, just stupid, like overnight. But that's something I think that still has plenty of room to grow. The Tiffany, because if you can, yeah, the, up, back, the population is just minuscule on the Tiffany yeah, cards, isn't it? Just percent. That's the thing too. People are shady on eBay. Golly. They got, you know, graded cards that they're selling as Tiffany where the PSA slab makes no mention of Tiffany and they're charging yeah. Tiffany prices. That happened to me. There was a, an auction. I got real excited. I was at work. I saw it quick, made a bid, and then saw it was 
was not Tiffany. I'm like, dude, you you started the bid at three ninety nine or three seventy five. Like you knew what you were doing. I'm not paying for it. Like you're out of your mind. That was, that was my fault for bidding on it. But let's be realistic. There's a thirty dollar card at the time. Yeah. Uh, the trade at nine. Or, I mean, at at that point, too good to be true. I should have known. But it was an auction. I don't know. Yeah, yeah I, I, I agree. The the description games yeah. and stuff people play on eBay, just call it what it is. Like I try to right. just take super standard year card. I mean, it, you're going to throw, especially with eBay and where you can like copy other, you know, posts to post your own cards and stuff like that. Oh, too. Yeah. Like, yeah. Some of the extra words and stuff I are going to end up being in there at the end of the day. But like, generally speaking, just, keep it straight and especially like i I had that happen with me on a um a lebron optic winner stays and i thought it said holo in the title and this was actually with i think it was pwcc and um it was not the holo version so (laughs) it's like no but same thing like it said in the description i ended up winning the auction it, it was fine. It was like not, I wasn't going to like lose any money. I didn't pay an astronomical amount for it, but I was like super bummed. It wasn't the whole version because it's a huge right. difference in scarcity. You're just asking for trouble. You know what I mean? Like why even put yourself through that? It, it drives me like the spamming in general on eBay just drives me insane. It's, it's like not Tiffany. Tiffany Griffey's got 1,300 nines and 325 tens. I love that card. That's such a great. I think like it's an iconic card. It's just yeah. the upper deck is more iconic. But it's, it's a great, it it's a great picture of Griffey there too. Oh, yeah. I mean, it looks like um, some of the early mantles and stuff like that it's fresh in people's minds from the project 2020. Like it's not like it's some forgotten card. All that stuff from project 2020, those cards they used has uh, the Henderson recently, Oh yeah, um, Bob Gibson. I mean, he had, he passed as well. So I think that had an impact on it, but in general, I would say project 2020 had a positive impact on those cards that they replicated. For sure. It was a good, I mean, obviously it was very, uh, very interesting, interesting <laughs> overall. It was a wild ride, but for the most part, I would say overall, it was definitely, definitely a success. Like it, it, it definitely brought in a whole new crowd for sure. Absolutely. It caught my attention that that was actually one of the things I, I bought some project 2020. Those are the first cards I bought in ages and ages. I, I love that combination of artwork and, and sports cards. Now they got project 70 out coming as well, where it's, there's just a lot of cards there to kind of digest and see what they're going to be doing ultimately with that bunch of different artists and stuff. But 1050, 1050 cards. That's what it is. Wow. Yeah. yeah. Three cards a day for 365 days. That's not right, but it's close to that. <laughs> I can't do it. No, it's it's stupid. Are there full Project Twenty Twenty sets on eBay now? Ooh, that's a good question. There's got to be at least full player runs. 
or artist. I saw that's something they're doing this year is if you buy like everything from an artist, you get something special. Interesting. Mike Trout completes set. Yeah. Kind of by player, by player or by artist. How much is a how much is a trout trout set? So the whole trout set is posted for five grand right now. This is best offer. Buy right. now type stuff. What I wonder you, what is the most expensive? Is it still the Ermsey? Was that what it was? The Ermsey trout? Was that the I think so, the first one? It was a big I think Ichiro Ben Baller might have been first first card in the set, but like what was the most Yep. So the Ermsey Trout is still going Oh, this is a this is a PSA ten. Somebody graded oh. one. <laughs> or <laughs> but it's uh it's got two days left and at nine hundred bucks. With bids. With sixteen bids. Wow. Uh, just the the raw version. Uh, this is a print run twenty nine hundred and eleven card. Is going for seven hundred and seventy by now. I remember when it was going for more than than the actual Mike Trout rookie card. Yeah, it was over. It was over a grand at one point. That's crazy. <laughs> How could you buy thinking it was a good idea? Like. I can see to an extent, you know, you get to a hundred, 150 bucks. I can understand. I can see that. But yeah. like the levels it was hitting just didn't make sense. No, that's, I had like three or four cards early on and, you know, saw it was going to buy even the early ones, but then I was like, oh, I'm just going to buy the artists that I like, the artwork that I like. And I ended up, I think buying and selling like four or five of them. And there was a weekend with like a, literally just a weekend where project 20 went absolutely insane. And I, I sold three or four of them there. And that was kind of like the bankroll to get back into, you know, buying cards, buying cards again. I, I didn't want to like spend money on it. It was just all going to be like all natural from like our old collection and everything like that. But once that happened, it was like, okay, well, you know, when I'm, I think I bought like a, a hobby Bowman box that had just come out and I'm like, yeah, right back to the roots. So let's buy some tops and Bowman baseball and figure out what, what else is going on. And just mind blown from there when I'm learning about all the, like everything that's changed and how to, how to live in the new market and sell buy and sell on ebay and stuff like that was what i had to learn how to sell on ebay because i was looking at the prices i'm like oh my god like <laughs> this card i bought for 20 dollars the other day is selling for 400 dollars. all of a sudden <laughs> i have learned how to sell on ebay really quick <laughs> so that was a uh, quite a momentous period of time there i think with uh probably 20 of 20 in the early days and the low print run stuff and you know it was always the like well this is so low print run like anything underneath 2000 who's going to make a complete set it's like well looking back at it it's like well who's going to make a complete set anyways right. <laughs> to be out of your mind a little bit <laughs> people are just beaten down by the duration of that thing it's going to be worse with that project 70 for project sure 70 but there's a lot there's a lot of of artists in there that I'm very intrigued by 
like Action Bronson. I don't know if you know who that is. Oh, yeah. I know who Action Bronson yeah. is for sure. Oh, they brought back Keith Shore. That that's great. I'm pretty sure all of them, all of them from Project 2020 are are back. Okay. Snoop Actually, Dogg. What's uh that dude Don C? I don't know if Don C's back. Oh, I don't know if I saw his name. That was he had some brutal stuff. Oh yeah, for sure. Uh, yeah, he's back. He's back. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I think they all are then. Yeah, I think all of them are in here. Fuji, Rochester, yeah, they're all here. Like Jameson, somebody that I really like. I like his artwork. I like Tyson Beck a lot as well. Yeah. He had that um he had his like own set that he did with the NBA players that was awesome. I um did you buy any of those? I did. I, I bought all five, so I get the like never released pack or whatever that comes with it too. Right. Uh, but I've been watching like the value of that stuff, and like he did the uh, fuck the bots card, which I think it's yeah, it's back there on the shelf. I don't know if you can see it, but that's those are going for like four hundred now. Um, yeah, really. What's that? How much were they? Begin with? 70 i think 60 70 originally oh, wow um there was like 500 of them made or whatnot just as like a card and then he did he had a what do you do jason tatum then he did kuzma tyler hero and i think he's doing I, i'm not sure if he's doing football he's doing football for sure baseball but he, he does great designs and the, you know, he's got the autographs and everything with it too. So the player based autographs. So I, I really enjoyed his sets and like the releases, the metallic cards, they, they're nice, nice cards. I think that um, I, I, I like that independent artist making cards today. There's some like rapper cards I got of like Tupac and Nipsey Hussle and Mac Miller as well from a guy on Twitter named Keystone yeah. cards, really nicely done. Um, and I think, I just think there's more opportunities there. I would love to, I'm not huge into esports, but somebody needs to make esports cards for crying out loud. Like imagine what a ninja rookie would go for, <laughs> like, like talking oh, about obscure stuff, deck. but like, <sighs> I think, I think upper deck might've actually done that. Yeah. I'm not percent on that. I feel like somebody did. Or maybe they're in the Fortnite set that there's, like, gamers. Fortnite. Could be way off. Those cards are going crazy. Yeah. I can't believe it. Yeah. So they did Overwatch League. I wonder if that's... Maybe that's what it was. Deck Overwatch League. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's cool. I have no idea who any of these guys are, but... <laughs> oh, no. I'm just glad to see that they're doing. Oh my god! It's like hundred dollars a box, of course, though. No thanks. Uh, inaugural set. Oh. See, that's interesting. Hundred dollars a box isn't bad. <laughs> two two autographs, two memorabilia cards, all star holo FX card. 
Overwatch is a game, right? Yeah. First person so shooter. Like, is it game based or is it the gamers? Like who's it's the gamers that play in Overwatch League. Gotcha. So there's no like cards of the game, it's just gamers playing the game. That's what it looks like, yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's that's intriguing. But if nobody's anybody, then not really that intriguing. <laughs> well, that's the thing. Like, you have to have that that mass market appeal of like card collectors that are going to want to collect those cards. And I don't know, <laughs> twenty. There's rare inserts, you know, numbered serial number. I don't know. Seeing what, um, <laughs> seeing what the. Fortnite cards have done. I yeah. never I mean, would have thought that, even either, that. So what could happen in five years? You never know. I was looking at um, this is another one I'm going to kick myself for, but the the Harry Potter unicorn. Oh, God no. damn it! I knew it. Yep. So Harry Potter the like quote-unquote Charizard of Harry Potter cards is the the first edition unicorn. Yeah. Like a card game set they have Harry Potter? Yeah, so Wizards of the Coast made Harry Potter cards and like Harry Potter, Hermione, and all those guys, they're, they're like uncommons, right? But the like the rare card, the chase card of the whole set was a unicorn which makes no sense and really the, Oh, it's the Patronum Patronum or whatever is one spell, I guess, but it didn't make a whole lot of sense in the like scope of Harry Potter lore, but it's going for like 185, 200 right now. <laughs> yeah. It was going for like 30 fit, like 30 to 50 bucks just a couple months I mean, ago. That's still cheap. Yeah. There's a, a real possibility that a, uh, Harry Potter reboot could be a thing down the road. And you can still find them like the Harry Potter cards themselves for decently decent prices. Ooh, maybe not. Yeah. The Harry Potter holos are, are up there now. What year is that? This was, let's see if I can find a copyright. Can't see. Nine hundred a booster box. Oof. Wow, that's crazy. It does not sit. Two thousand and two. Looks like. There's a, so is that? Are those collected because they're the first Harry Potter cards, or are they collected because they're the game? Because they're the first Harry. Yeah, they're they're like the only Harry Potter cards. Because the, the guy that I bought the uh, WWE, WWF uh, sticker boxes, the Panini boxes from in Egypt, apparently he's out of those and he's re-upped with Harry Potter stickers that hmm. are uh, have people interested in. But I think those might predate 2002. That's another massive fan base. Right? Oh, yeah. Huge. I mean, what? Disneyland has its own own thing own amusement park for it yep base set box 
2001, Harry Potter, Wizards of the Coast, TCG base set booster box. You ready for this? $3,000. Get real. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> what is the Harry What is the Harry Potter sell for? I'm trying to it's really hard to search for it. Um uh, it's car number eight. All right. Bunch of auctions. hundred bucks, I'm going to say. Let's see what That's sold. It. What the hell are they selling for $3,000 for? Yeah, 100 to 200. 100 to 200, it looks like. Yeah, it's it's all of them. So you got like Harry and Ron and Hermione, um, Dumbledore. All those guys are gonna be. Harry's gonna be highly valued, but he's only an uncommon in the set. So he's not like I think you know you're gonna get w at least one of those per box. But apparently that unicorn is the the big chase. The unicorn. <laughs> that, yeah, that's that's where I kind of stopped. I was gonna buy one. My daughter really wanted one, but then I'm like, I can't buy her like a sixty dollar unicorn card from Harry Potter. I just <laughs> she's four. Like she's gonna throw it on the floor and you know stomp on it. So <laughs> I get the PSA ten. <laughs> Common sense uh, prevailed on in that case. But yeah, there's just cards, 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 man. I think the brain has ran out of juice. I hear that. The brain may have ran out of juice for the night, but that doesn't mean we won't be back next week. Please subscribe, follow, tell a friend. We love having you here. We're super grateful just to be here talking about cards. How blessed are we? We love you guys. Come hang out with us again at the Cardcast next week. Check us out on Twitter at Serbia Sports Cards and the Card Table. You know it. Peace.